Welcome to the first episode of The Kurt Skelton Show. Our first guest is a story called Like It, Love It, Gotta Call the Cops. It was either that or Why I Don't Open Doors for My Girlfriend Anymore. It was a Saturday night. I was working at Coldstone with my girlfriend Kylie and another coworker who shall remain nameless. It was about 40 minutes before closing. There's still some people in line, but for the most part, it's starting to die down. Another person comes in. I look up. I give them the whole, hey, welcome to Coldstone. And I see it's just some 20-something-year-old guy with a skateboard. And he starts talking to his group in the back of the line. I go back to making ice cream and talking to Kylie. She's all like, don't make a podcast. That's a stupid idea. But when I look up again, I notice that the guy is now talking to a different group of people. That's when I start to realize that he's also having trouble standing up. He's mumbling to himself and other people. He's definitely on drugs. I'm not an expert, but it was heroin. I look over to Kylie. She sees this too. We both don't want to deal with this. I look over to my other coworker. He's not paying attention. He's just smiling and making ice cream. Anyway, the line dies down. He becomes the only person that hasn't been helped out. I look at Kylie. She gives me the look of, I'm not going to help him. You do it. So I call him over and he stumbles my way. I get a good look at him. His clothes are filthy. There's stuff just hanging out of his pockets. His eyes don't want to open all the way. And he immediately starts asking for samples. I want to try the green one. Really mumbling. So I get a sample spoon of the mint ice cream and I hold it out to him. My fingers are barely, it's a, it's a tiny spoon, but my fingers are barely on it. So I hold it up over the ice cream gear. And when he grabs it, he somehow touches like my whole hand. Like he holds my hand for a second before he takes the spoon. And then he goes, I want to try the blue one. Same thing happens. He touches my whole hand. He tries both those ice creams again. And then miraculously, he says, thank you. And he leaves. First, he tries to go through the locked door on the left, but eventually he finds the right door out the right and he, and he goes. And I go over to Kylie and I'm like, oh my God, I thought that was going to be a whole thing. I didn't want to have to call the cops and everything. And she goes, you were thinking about calling the cops? He didn't do anything. And I go, yeah, but I was scared. And she calls me a stereotypical white person and gets back to cleaning the store because, you know, we close soon. And 10 minutes later, it's empty and a teenager comes in wearing his like high school baseball jacket and a hat and everything. And he's a regular. He always gets like five ice creams. Maybe they're for his family. I don't know. So I'm making us ice cream and I hear the door open. It's heroin guy again. He doesn't have a skateboard anymore. He's eating ice cream. It's not really important. I just don't know where he got the ice cream because none of us made him one. He comes in, he immediately locks eyes onto the high schooler and he stumbles over to him. He sees his jacket and just starts mumbling at him. I used to play baseball and the high schooler is really uncomfortable. He'd like nod his head and be like, oh, that's very nice. But like, he's also desperately trying not to make eye contact with heroin guy, but it's hard because he's just breathing on him. He's just standing next to him really close. So I try to help the kid and I try to make his ice creams as fast as possible. I'm running back and forth across the store. The only thing is that the kid keeps keeps ordering ice cream. If it was me, I would have just gotten ice cream another day, but he keeps ordering them and I make them eventually. We both walk over to the register and heroin guy just waits by the ice cream. He can barely stand up straight. Every time I look over, it looks like he's going to fall. As I'm at the register, Kylie walks by and I start like whispering to her, can I call the cops now? There's a police station like 20 seconds away. Worst case scenario, they waste like a dollar in gas. Kylie goes like, wait till he does something. And I'm like, like what? Stab me? And Kylie just shrugs her shoulders and gets back to cleaning the store. Then the high schooler leaves, and before I walk over to the heroin guy, I take off my name tag. Not because I'm worried he's going to give a bad Yelp review, I'll explain later. I take off my name tag, and I set it on the table. I go back over to heroin guy. Hey, is there anything I can get for you? And again, he starts asking for samples. I want to try the blue one. And he starts doing the same thing as last time, touching my whole hand. But I don't want to deal with this all night, because that means he'll be hanging around the store all night when me and Kylie have to leave, and I don't want that. So I do something stupid. When he asks for another sample, I tell them that we actually have a limit, which is a real rule. I just never had to enforce it before. And then he gets angry. And for the first time the entire night, he starts to enunciate his words. He goes, oh really? What's the limit? I am scared, but it's too late to back out now. So I say, 
five. And he goes, how many did I have? And this is when I noticed that he's actually almost the same height as me. I've always thought that if I had to get in a fight or something, I'd have the advantage because usually like I'm taller than most people, but he was only a couple inches shorter than me and I was getting kind of scared. And I tell him, you've had five. And he goes, which ones? Show me. And I point, I go, the mint and the cotton candy. And he goes, that's two. And he puts two dirty fingers up over the ice cream. And I go, yes, but you've had them multiple times. And he goes, I'm good at math. That's two, again with the fingers. And so I just start backing away slowly. I have my hands up. I'm like, okay, have a good night. And I start walking away. Then he goes, okay, okay, have a good night. And he sticks out his hand to like shake mine, but his hand is just dirty. And I just start looking at his hand and thinking about that episode of SpongeBob with the Tattletail Strangler and his diabolical hands. I know this is a podcast and I'm new with this, but look up Tattletail Strangler, dirty hands. Anyway, so I'm just looking at his hand and I just can't do it. And I say, okay, bye now. And I walk away and he just gets even angrier. He takes his hand back and he leaves. First through the wrong door, but eventually he gets it and he leaves. I go back over to Kylie. She saw the whole thing. She's like, okay, maybe we should call the cops. I'm like, you think? Then another person comes in, some familiar looking girl. I don't recognize her right away, but I do the whole, hey, welcome to Coldstone. And as I say this, I look behind her out the glass doors and I see heroin guy just pacing around in front of the store, angry. He's gonna kill the first Coldstone worker he sees. Then I hear, bye you guys, have a great night. And it's the other coworker leaving, walking straight towards the door. And I'm like, no, wait, stay a little longer. Cause I don't wanna scare the girl that just came in. Like, you know, there's a heroin guy outside, but I'm like, stay and wait a little longer. And he goes, no, Chris, I'm really tired. I'll see you later though. And he's gone. And I have a little moment of silence for him before I turn around and see Kylie helping out the girl. And that's when I recognize her. I'm like, wait a second, were you the one that gave me that really nice review on Yelp? And she lights up. She's like, oh, gee, yeah, I'm so glad you saw that. And Kylie smiles too. She, she's the one that showed me the review. Life is good again. And then the door opens up. It's heroin guy. He comes marching in. He's already looking at me. And this is when I turn around I start walking to the back and I grab the phone. I felt bad for leaving Kylie and the girl alone, but Kylie knows what to do. And sure enough, as I'm walking away, I hear the guy come up and talk to her like, can I get some samples? And Kylie says, I'm actually with someone right now. I'll help you out in a minute. And so it was good. She knew to stall. I was proud of her. So I'm in the very back of the corner of the store, hidden, like next to the freezers, the very back. And I call 911. I tell her where I am. I tell her there's an angry man on drugs in the store. It's scary. And to make myself feel better, like I wasn't bothering them, I was like, and I'm actually not too far from the police station. So maybe they could just like be here in a couple seconds, maybe scare them away. And then she starts explaining to me, oh, it actually doesn't work that way. We don't just have cops that are waiting there. They're usually on patrol. We'll send the nearest officer though. I've always felt safe knowing that if anything ever happened at Coldstone, there was like a police station not too far, but turns out that's not how that works. Anyway, she's still explaining to me how they dispatch officers. And then she goes, oh wait, what does he look like? And I start thinking, I'm like, did he have a mustache or was that my imagination? And as I'm thinking this, I hear a door open. I immediately recognize it as the door to the back room where I am. And then I hear Kylie go, excuse me, you can't. And I turn around. I was facing the corner because it made me feel safe, but I turn around and sure enough, heroin guy is in our back room charging at me. And he's like four feet away from me before I scream into the phone. Oh my God, he's here right now. Do you want to talk to him? No, I'm just kidding. But I was like, oh my God, he's here right now. He sees that I'm on the phone. His eyes just open and he's like four feet away from me, but he stops and he turns around and he runs. I'm like, wait, now he's running away. And the 911 operator is like, well, what did he look like? And I forgot. So I start chasing after him, describing as best I can. I'm like, ah, oh, he's got curly black hair, 5'11", 25 years old-ish. He's white. And by the time I get to the front of the store, he's already in the parking lot. 
And as I'm running by, I hear Kylie tell the customer, I suddenly don't want to work here anymore. That's not important. I just thought it was funny. So I'm chasing after him and I get to the door and he's already in the parking lot. But by the time I get there, I'm like really good at describing the situation. Like a, like a news helicopter. I'm like, suspect is wearing all black, heading north. He seems to be getting tired. He's losing stamina. He's headed towards the bushes and then he's gone. And the 911 operator starts telling me that the cops are going to check out that area first. Then they'll come to the store and talk to me. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And it kind of gets quiet and awkward on the phone. She's like, is there anything else? And I'm like, he had a skateboard. And she goes, okay, but he's gone now, right? And I'm like, yeah. Don't I have to like stay on the phone until the cops get here? She says, no. And I say, okay, bye then. And I hang up. And a few minutes later, sure enough, two cops come up walking to the door and I greet them outside. I'm like, that was crazy. Did you hear all that? The cops are confused. They go like, no. And I'm like, you didn't, you didn't hear the phone call? I thought I was maybe like on speakerphone in your car. And they start explaining. It doesn't actually work like that. We just get a description of the guy and where to look. And I go, okay, well, did you get him? They're like, no, but you probably scared him off. We, you won't see him again, don't worry. And I explain that we close soon and I do not want to walk to my car all alone with this guy on the loose. I point at my car to the officer. It's like under a broken street lamp next to a dumpster and some bushes. The cop looks over and he's like, oh no, don't worry. We'll patrol the area and then we'll be here when you guys leave, don't worry. And I felt safe. I go back inside. I gave my boss a quick phone call to tell her what happened. She said that she'll check the cameras. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot we had cameras. Can you send me the footage of the guy when he went to the back to kill me? Because no one's going to believe me that this happened. She goes, yeah, of course, no problem. So I put something on my Instagram story. I'm all like, yo guys, you're not going to believe what happened. I almost got killed at Cold Stone by a tweaker. It was crazy. My boss is going to send me the footage. I'll put it on my story as soon as I get it. And as we're closing, I'm getting DMs from my friends like, that's crazy, can't wait to see the footage. So it's just Kylie and I closing and we're putting ice cream away and every time I look up outside the door, I see like a cop car driving by. I felt safe. And as we're cleaning, Kylie and I are all reminiscing about the time I almost died. She tells me that she thought she was gonna watch her boyfriend die and I'm like, aw. And then she asked me why my name tag is over on the table and I'm all proud of myself. I go, well, when he came back here the second time, I took it off so he wouldn't make the connection. And Kylie goes, what connection? And I say, well, my name tag says Kurt and my car has that tiny Instagram sticker that says at Kurt Skelton. I didn't want him to like pee on my door handles or something. And Kylie goes, Curtis, he's not that smart. And I'm like, whoa, you don't know. And she points at the door and goes, Curtis, he's came in and left more times than anybody else has today. And the third time when he left, when he was sprinting with all his might, he ran into the wrong door. And Kylie said this really mean, but it did make me feel safer. He definitely doesn't know which car is mine. Then we're done closing and we're locking the door behind us and Kylie's like, what are you waiting for? Let's go. I'm like, the cops said that they'd be here to walk us to the car. And she's like, well, they're not. Let's go. And I realized that in this podcast, Kylie kind of sounds like a hero, like she's tough. Just want to clarify, she's not even five foot four. Anyway, we were walking to my car in the corner of this dark parking lot where the lights don't work. And again, there's a dumpster in bushes. It's scary. And I come around, I get Kylie's door because I'm a gentleman. And she gets in, she looks up at me and smiles, and then her eyes quickly dart behind me and her smile is gone. A chill runs down my spine. Kylie points behind me and I swear time slows down. She screams, oh my God, and I know he's behind me. But this time, I'm ready. Adrenaline starts pumping. I spin around, screaming. I'm in a fighting stance, ready to fight for my life. And there's nothing there. And Kylie goes, look, over there. He left his skateboard behind. And I'm like, are you serious? She's like, what? And then I'm like, when you actually saw the guy going into the back room to kill me, your only warning was, excuse me. But when you see his skateboard, you scream, oh my God. And she laughs. This wasn't funny. Anyway, I drive her home. We go inside. I tell her family the whole story. 
And then I get a text from my boss. She sent me the security footage. And her family's like, oh my God, show us. And I'm also getting DMs on my phone from my friends going like, where's the footage? We're waiting. So I watched the footage by myself first to make sure that I look like a hero before I share it with everyone. And you have to know that the footage she sent me was recorded off her computer at home. So it's not the HD version that you get at the store. It's the wireless one that got sent to her computer. And then she recorded it off her screen with her Android phone. And then she sent it to me over text. By the time I get this footage, I'm three orange pixels and the scary heroin addict with murder in his eyes is just two gray pixels. And it no longer looks like he was gonna kill me. It looks like he walked over into the back room, was gonna ask me a question, and then he saw that I was on the phone and went, oh, sorry, and walked away. This footage looks like I made up the entire thing and I overreacted. So I'm looking at Kylie's family and they're all looking up at me and my phone's blown up with people wanting to see the footage. And I explain, it doesn't actually work like that. My boss doesn't want me to show off the footage, but I made a podcast for anyone that can listen to the story. So I think it's fair. If you guys like this, let me know. Maybe I'll make more. This has been the first and maybe the only episode of the Kurt Skelton Show. Thanks for listening.